Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Life can throw you a curve. And if you're like many men, getting things straight is paramount. We're talking about Peronis. If you have it, then you know we're talking to you and no pictures are necessary. The team at the Male Fertility and Peronis Clinic in Orem understands your dilemma. As one of the most experienced Peronis experts in the world, you can be sure you're getting the best treatment possible. Why suffer when you can be treated by the best? End your trouble with the curve and visit Peronis.com to schedule an office visit or a free online video consultation. David Shaw from Stanford keeps recruiting Utah players. The reason why will surprise you. Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. Again, Jason, I was at the Pac-12 Media Day, interviewed Coach David Shaw from Stanford. One of the first questions I asked him, I'm like, why are you stealing all of these players from the state of Utah? Because it really aggravates me to begin with. Yeah. When players from Utah leave, and I was I was curious as to what it was that so attracted him to Utah players, and he immediately meant or brought up um, LDS missions. I mean, I didn't even ask him about it. I didn't even ask him about if the players were, you know, from Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. I just said, you know, why why? And he goes, I love these kids who come here and they go on these missions. He goes, it is, it is uh, 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 an interesting, it's almost like it's a, it's, it fits in with the culture of the Stanford experience. And I love that they come back um, with a much bigger worldview, that they come back more mature, that they, they come back with more of a purpose in their life than before they left. And it, and it totally translates on a football field. And I found that to be really interesting. No, that that is that the formula of the LDS missionaries gotten out wider in the football world than it was, you know, back in the eighties per se. For like, you know, when we were there in college football, um, you know, a lot of coaches just didn't want to deal with it. The second they found out you're a Mormon, they just headed the other way. I mean, it really hurts you in the recruiting process, and it is still that way with some, but it's much more accepted in schools. There's certain schools that have LDS uh, coaches there. Um, that really affect that in their staffs. And Stanford's always been big. When I was, uh, when Bill Walsh went to Stanford as head coach, he found a, brought in a couple of Rick's college players. And they were, so, Clark was one of them. I think he went on to play for the Niners. And uh, they, he, he, he said, I want two players out of Rick's college every year. I mean, that was kind of his, his go-to because he just found out what that was like. And so they're return the, missionaries. So and, they're all return missionaries. They go to the junior college when Rick's had a football program. Yeah. And 
So they're they go out of high school, they maybe play a year, red shirt, yep. go on a mission, have another year of eligibility or, or whatever. Yeah, usually have three years when they leave yeah. the studs. So they, they'll have you know? three years. Yeah. When they two or three to play two and they go to Stanford and they loved him. Man, Bill Walsh loved him. So he was always bringing in uh, Rick's college guys there while he was there because he, he found that, that that work ethic, the leadership, the discipline, you can count on them. They take care of business, right? He brought up another point, and, and, and I, I was I was really surprised by the whole mission thing, that they that they had embraced it, because I think a lot of programs kind of shy away from it yeah. only because they don't understand it. And, and I think when they get it and they understand it and they see that we're building this pipeline of players – and the and and you have this long term, um, you know, um, pi- th- this long term recruiting tool that puts talent in depth into your program for a long period of time. It takes a little bit of time, not a long time, but it, it, you know, it takes you three or four years to really get it going and really see the fruits of it. And a lot of coaches are like four years in eternity in in my profession, but. Um, I, I thought that was fascinating that he got that and, and that he was recognizing the fruits of it because I, I believe there's a lot of value in it. Absolutely. But the other thing he was saying is like, these players in, in Utah, there's a lot of talent there and they're being well coached in high school and they're certainly ready and prepared for um, the college I- I experience. And so I just, I found it fascinating that because Utah is grown, you know, there's yeah. just over three million people in the state of Utah. But it's not just that, Scott. I, I really think the the quality of young men in the general population of Utah, you know, in the the, the family orientated state we are, that you have a lot more um, well disciplined, respectful, hard work ethic, so youth than you do in the general population in other states. Yeah. I really do. You have. I think Utah has some of the best football in the, is, is a state per capita in the United States of America. I, I know when I would broadcast all high school football games, and you and I did that. Uh, I was always impressed with with the the quality of play. It was, it was very enjoyable. Very to go well watch. coached. A lot of great yep. coaching in Utah. It's funny because the quality of life in Utah. You have a lot of. Uh, Division One players, ex-college players that stay here and raise their kids and get involved in coaching, ex-NFL players, you know, here and there around, you know, they get involved in coaching in the community. You look at a lot of the high school staffs, and they'll have a lot of college players on those staffs. And, uh, you know, it's just – it's heck of my little league team. Well, when I coached Lone Peak, we had two NFL players ex-NFL players and a bunch of college players all on the coaching staff. It was amazing, you know, the kind of quality of coaching that these kids get nowadays. I know that you're from Idaho originally, right? Or yeah. you're from Michigan yeah. originally, originally? Well, childhood in Michigan and okay. my teenage but, years in Idaho. Okay. So you would say maybe your hometown was Idaho. Is that yeah. safe to say? Yeah. And you've now transplanted to Utah. Of course, yeah. went to school here, been here. Does it bother you when players le- leave Utah to go, you know, to it, schools outside of Utah, or do you care because because like it, it just grates on me? I hate to it see it. It grates on me. I I, I I like the competition coming in. Um, on one standpoint, I hate losing the players, but I like the competition. Meaning, because of the LDS uh, background and everything, Utah State, Utah, and BYU can kind of get complacent and treat the Utah players, Utah kids, more second class 
why they go out and just bust their tail to recruit California and Hawaii right. or whatever, or Texas. And then, hey, Utah guys, you just, you know, you're kind of, hey, you can walk on. And even though you're better than this kid from Texas, we're giving him the scholarship. You can be a preferred walk on. And then we're, you know, eventually we'll give you a scholarship. I think it really offends me when our Utah schools don't take great care of our Utah kids. So it's nice to have some competition come in to keep, have our schools stay honest, right? But at the same time with that, I'm like, oh, we just got to do better and not lose those kids to Stanford and USC yeah. and Washington. And, and you're going to lose one here and there. But but they need to you know be kept honest. They need to recruit Eastern Idaho better than they do. You know, you don't have the huge population base there, but it's really part of Utah. And they don't pay good attention. I mean, you, um, heck, St. Anthony had another NFL D lineman come out of there about 20 years after me that went to the University of Oregon, 6'7 guy that, you know, looked just, just like me and played in the end and went to Oregon. Was a pe- pe- Are you saying there could be two of you out there in the world? That's a scary thought. Uh, that, so I didn't know. say two, but he was similar. similar. <laughs> there's never, more, there's there's never only another one, Jason. There's only one Jason Buck. But I'm just saying, you don't – do you have to recruit a little more and project a little better to go up there? But those Eastern Idaho kids fit the program, character, work ethic, discipline, the upside – you know, just like the Stanford theory, right? You know, you have you know what you got when they come into school, and they're going to take care of business, and they're not going to embarrass you. Um, so, bottom line, the the reality is that um, the cat's out of the bag. There's good football talent in the state of Utah. Oh yeah, yeah, cat's out of the by, bag. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you have you have Eastern schools coming out here, you know, to look and steal players here yes, and there. I'm aware of that. Yep, I don't like it. All right, this no, round of rivals is over. It's over. He's Jason Buck. I'm off home to go to the movies. (laughs) He's off somewhere. I don't really want to know where that is. All right. uh, Rivals has arrived, and it's now over. It's over. uh, We are powered by kslsports.com. Find us on uh, Facebook at the Rivals Podcast and on Twitter at the Rivals Show. And until then, I will straighten out Jason before he actually beats me up.